Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello everyone and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how positive education and conscious parenting can impact their entire life as well as society. I am your host Julie and each Thursday we are having conversations with guests on different themes and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view and learn in a non-judgmental way. Today we are having an enlightening conversation with Susan Landers on dealing with burnout. Susan, a neonatologist, author of So Many Babies and Mother of Three, talks about the signs of burnout, ways to feel better and less overwhelmed, parenting nowadays and finding balance as a working parent. She also shares her own story on how long it took her to recover from her burnout. I really enjoyed this episode and I hope that you will too. As always, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. You can also write a review if you're listening from Apple Podcasts. Click on the 5-star button on Spotify and join us on Instagram at The Bubbling Adventure for daily positive education content. But without further ado, let's begin. Hi, Susan. How are you today? Hi, Julie. I am well. Talking to you from Austin, Texas. Yes, thank you so much for joining. Can you please introduce yourself to the audience? I am a retired neonatologist. I practiced in the neonatal intensive care unit for 34 years. A neonatologist is a pediatrician who is specially trained to take care of premature babies and sick newborns in the neonatal intensive care unit. I loved my work there. I got to take care of lots of sick babies over the years and meet lots of parents and attend many, many high-risk deliveries. It was a wonderful place to work. Some days were very intensive, 
Other days were less so, but I enjoyed my career and enjoyed getting to know so many different people. Interestingly, since I retired a few years back, I have been missing the teamwork that we experienced in the neonatal ICU. My job could only be done with the help of nurses and respiratory therapists and social workers and lactation consultants. The NICU is a busy place and lots of people work there, um, but it takes all the members of the team to make the work possible. Mm. Yes, I mean, this is a very fulfilling job, but also pretty tough, right? So what what made you want to do this and it's very admirable because we do need people like you to to help with with uh, these issues and yeah right I loved pediatrics and I found the intensive care unit to be a calling and to provide me with an outlet for uh, enjoying excitement and surprises In the ICU, there are lots of procedures, lots of catheters, lots of tubes, lots of ventilators, lots of medication. And most of the time, coordinating all of those things and deciding what to use is, is actually fun. It's not just intellectually challenging, but it's also very satisfying. Yes, it can be stressful. People have heard about tiny babies being born and Uh, going into the NICU and not surviving, there were many cases where babies were too premature um, before viability and could not survive. There were full-term babies who had overwhelming infections or brain abnormalities, and they didn't survive. But mostly the children that we took care of got better, and the technology that we had worked. Now, some kids were in the NICU for two or three days, some for a week or 10 days. The tiniest preemies would be there for four to six months. So it really depended on what the baby's condition was. And my opportunity to get to know parents also depended on how long the baby was in the NICU and how much the mother and father trusted me throughout their child's care. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is very important. So the relationship that you develop with parents and how to use the right words to reassure them and, and you know, the empathy that you must have as well to be able to communicate on hard, you know, diagnosis and so on. So yes, yes. It was challenging. And I think that when you first start out, you're eager to do everything you possibly can. And then as you get some years of practice uh, in your career, you realize that there are choices to be made. And, and sometimes a baby needs comfort care and not a full court press. And so those kinds of discussions and those kind of decisions do require a great deal of compassion. However, I have to tell you, Julie, there was a time in my late career where I was working too many hours and I was becoming emotionally overwhelmed 
And I started to disconnect from my patients and their parents. And I actually felt like I wasn't making a difference. I had really classic physician burnout. Mm -hmm. I felt horrible. I couldn't sleep. I was losing weight. One of my partners noticed that my attitude had changed. And he actually said to me one afternoon, have you lost your compassion? What, what's going on with you? And that's when I realized that I actually was burned out. And at the very last three years of my career, I had the opportunity to pull back on my hours, go practice in a low risk labor and delivery unit, take care of mostly healthy babies, talk to moms about breastfeeding and safe sleep. And I recovered from my burnout by doing some things to take care of myself while I wasn't working so much. Hmm, this is very interesting. And yes, indeed, a lot of people don't necessarily notice that they're burnt out. And it sometimes comes from external source, right? That like they notice the difference. So it's good that your colleague, first of all, noticed and said something in a productive way was yes. rather than just a judgmental way that could actually make it worse. So I think it's good yeah. to, to take that approach and, and try to help rather than <laughs> do the opposite. Well, lots of us in healthcare, and actually I think parents working in the world today are at risk for burnout when we get so stressed and so um, involved in our work that it overtakes the other parts of ourselves. When we don't like our boss, when we don't like our job, if we don't like our coworkers, some of those kind of situations uh, tend to increase burnout if you work in a chaotic environment. And I had some particularly difficult ethical cases to deal with those last few years. And I'm sure that's what hastened my burnout. And you know, what I was able to do that helped, I like to talk about this, because people need to realize that you can recover from burnout. Um, I talked to a therapist, a psychotherapist. I took piano lessons. I had lunches with friends. I exercised, I became an exercise nut. I loved walking and running in nature, but I also went to the gym and exercised. And over a two year period with my therapist, I was able to sort through all the issues that had overwhelmed me. And in learning, relearning to take care of myself, my burnout lifted and my attitude improved. Right. So the two years, is it from the moment you found out or are you estimating kind of the time where it started? Uh, I think that the burnout time that was toughest was about a year because mm -hmm. I kept plodding along thinking I can do this, I can do this. I've always done this. I just need to work harder. And then when I realized it was burned out and, and cut back my hours and changed my work location to an easier job that took about a year to 18 months to recover mm. so it's not flipping a switch I'm sorry to say no, if, yeah. if 
for people who are burned out, they, if they're fortunate enough to realize that they are, and they're fortunate enough to have somebody to talk to, they will need to apply themselves to self-care, methods for resiliency, taking care of relationships, uh, rekindling friendships, going to the gym. There are lots of things that they will have to relearn to do, and that takes some time to get better. Yes, that makes sense. And so how can we know, for example, that it is a burnout and not something else? Like, um, is there a specific period of time that, for example, just being stressed out would not, you know, last that long? Or how can you be sure it's a burnout and another form of depression? Yes, that's a great question. I created a little checklist for working moms on my website, susanlandersmd.com forward slash burnout. We will put it on the, on the yeah. links as well so that everybody can click on it right now and do the test. <laughs> oh, good. I wanted moms especially to be able to sort through what their stressors were and whether the stresses of having children, having household duties, having a job, have maintaining a partnership or a marriage, I wanted them to be able to figure out which of those things were contributing to their feeling worse. And in doing, going through the checklist, it's just 21 items. People have told me that they go, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. And other people mm -hmm. have said, I'm actually pretty stressed out. And a couple of young women, nurse practitioners said, I am clearly burned out. What should I do? And I said, well, you've got to, address this. So there are methods to, to figure out if your stress is so extreme, so chronic that you really are burnt out. From my reading, my understanding is that you are physically exhausted. You are emotionally overwhelmed. You detach from your work and from your coworkers and you feel like you're no longer making a difference. Those are the main components of burnout, whether it's healthcare provider or any job burnout. If you think you're no longer contributing or making a difference, if your job is no longer fulfilling and all you feel is exhausted and overwhelmed, it's a good chance that you could be burned out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hmm, this is very interesting. Thank you. It's, it's very helpful, and I invite everyone to do it at home and follow the checklist just to make sure, because you never know. <laughs> you never know. And the pandemic has brought out so many stressors and increased stressors for parents. Can you imagine... Mm-hmm. Uh, working from home, having your children at home, remote learning. In the U.S., children weren't in school. I can't remember uh, whether France closed down schools, but yes. lots of lots of parts of Europe did. And so parents were at home with their kids, being forced to do their regular jobs, all the household duties, and teach their children, and all the relationship struggles. So I think the pandemic really increased our uh, prevalence of burnout, but it's also increased our ability to talk about it. Uh, Like your podcast, you're allowing me to talk about it is a great thing. People who listen to this will ask themselves, am I just stressed or do I really have burnout? Yes. And that's the goal as well is just uh, shedding light on many different subjects and making people ask themselves questions and so on. And you're, you're right. I feel like parents were having three jobs at one during the pandemic and mm-hmm. also sometimes some health scares and, and financial issues and so on. So yeah, All it of definitely, it. Wasn't, yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely wasn't the best for, for everyone. Um, but you're right. I think we do talk about mental health more than we used to and people are more aware as well about our life at home 
what it looks like. And I think people do talk about a little bit more about these type of things, but still it depends in which industries and it depends where, mm -hmm. I, I guess. So it's good to also ask yourself because I've all certainly felt that the change from lockdown to back to normal mm -hmm. life was very tough as well. And yeah. I feel like I, I don't even understand how we were doing it before because it feels like I don't have time to go out and see my friends. You see what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's really different from before COVID and I don't know how we were doing it. And so, yeah, yeah you know, hu also human beings don't like change in general. And we all adjusted to the pandemic because of fear of the virus. And we were seeing people die from this virus, you know, mostly old people, but even children were, were getting the virus. And I thought that was terrifying. And it was terrifying for parents, of course. And so changing to the lockdown was difficult. And then when the pandemic pressures uh, relaxed a little, going back to work was also a transition, something difficult. Mm something different. Uh, is remote work as good as being in the office? I don't think we know that yet. Um, and, and if people are confused about when they're more productive, that's normal. We're changing. And again, human beings don't like change. Uh, when we have to adjust to changes in our life, that's when we are called upon to use our strength. Yes, that's true. Everything takes a bit of time. So, right. yeah. And so you you said that you really wanted to be a perfect mother, but obviously you had a very demanding job. And so I was wondering what was your experience because you have three children mm -hmm. and how was it working and, you know, raising them and, and finding your, your, your space in both worlds? Oh, thank you for asking. When I started, like many professional women, I wanted to be a perfect mother. And I became a physician before I became a mother. So I thought it would be easy. But when you have little children, and they get sick, and the babysitter doesn't show up, and your husband can't uh, help as much as you think, you reality sets in and you learn that you cannot be at work and be at home and be a mother at the same time. It's impossible. And so the first thing you learn as a working mother is you can't be two places at once. And you have to learn to let people help you. You have to ask for help. You have to tell your husband or partner what you want him or her to do to help you. And so as I had children during the first seven years of my career, I learned to be a working mother. Again, it's not like flipping a switch because each kid is different. And my first was an easy baby, but a difficult toddler. My second was a very easy toddler and she had a difficult adolescence. My third it was totally different than the first two. And so as a parent, uh, while you're working at your job or at your career, if you have children, you become a different working parent with each child. And I think it's a big adjustment. I like to tell people it took me seven to 10 years to how to, to learn to be a good enough working mother, where I could ask for help, where it was okay if I didn't get to every single preschool party 
where it was all right if I missed a soccer game because I was working. Um, and, and those kind of things seem, seem small to talk about them. But when you're a mother with a little kid, those are big deals to your child. And so you do have to learn to make decisions and choose between your work and your family. And for me, it took a little time, Julie. It wasn't, and I was a pediatrician and it took me a little time. And so I want people to know, I want working mothers and dads to know that what they're doing is really a work in progress. They are learning how to be a better parent as they go along. And that's just the way it is. And the pandemic, again, put a big ringer through all of that. And people are still adjusting and improving and asking questions about how to be a good parent. Yes, which is the, the most important thing is to do your best, right? And that's already great. But so what are the main differences between being a working mother compared to a working father to mm. you and if, <laughs> if any, if any? Yeah, I'll tell you a story. My husband had a great job offer and we moved from Houston to a job in the South. He had a promotion and a great job offer and my job wasn't very good. And I had three little kids and they, I had to find a new school. We found a new house, a new neighborhood. I left all my friends behind and my husband was having a great time, just the best job in the world. I was so unhappy. You know, I tried to hire a nanny. I, I think I had a couple of different nannies. But the point of this story is that one parent was doing great and having a good time with his work. And he helped me with the kids, but not as much as I wanted. And I was struggling. And I didn't have my friends for social support. And it was a new job. And the kids were in a new school. And three little kids is a lot of work when you're at home. And so I had a really rough time of it. And our marriage suffered because he was doing so well and I wasn't and I became resentful. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that working parents have to watch out for is how the balance is in their relationship. Are both people feeling pretty good? Are both people contributing to childcare and household activities? That's, in my view, what's so important about being working parents. If the mom is carrying everything, it's not going to work. I completely agree. Yeah, this is very valuable. And it's a good time to check in with yourself and your intuition and just like ask yourself the questions so that you're better equipped to communicate with your partner um, so let it be your cue people listening from home <laughs> right is there any last advice that you would like to share I think the best advice that I could give uh, young parents or young people working in this world is to learn how to take care of yourself Everybody talks about making a list of your priorities and categorizing the priorities and deciding which ones are, are crucial, you know, number them, write them down, all of that. But if you don't put yourself on your list, 
taking care of your own self, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, you will not thrive. Mm -hmm. I had so many ups and downs in my career. And I, I am positive in retrospect that during the times when I really took care of myself, when I exercised, when I had a hobby, when I talked with friends, when I had a therapist, when my husband and I went through issues and worked on our marriage, I can remember specific things that helped me be a better person and I had a happier, more productive life. So mm -hmm. my advice is learn how to take care of yourself and put yourself on your list of priorities. Yes, this is very true. This is something that is so important, self-care. It's definitely not the first time that we talk about self-care on the podcast, but it's about finding what works for you as well, because there's mm -hmm. so many different types of self-care and some people might not like to light a candle and go take a bath, you know, so you need to, <laughs> to find exactly what works for you. And it's fun because you get to try different things out and, and see what, like how you feel after before and so on. So yes, I think yes. it's, it's very important. And then you model that to your kids, which is good as well. So they exactly. know that it's important and we don't, we kind of like break that cycle. <laughs> exactly. Role models are so important for children. Mm -hmm. And when you're young, like you are in your twenties, developing habits that you can use throughout the rest of your career, the rest of your adult life is really important. You know, I don't know if people have read Atomic Habits by James mm -hmm. Clear. It's a great book about how to develop habits that are positive, but it's really important. I think looking back on my career, the habits that were good for me carried me through. It's really that simple. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much, Susan. We will leave all of your links in the description box. So everyone who wants to read your book and check out your work can uh, find it easily. And as well as the checklist to know if you're burnt out or not. Uh, so thank you so much for all this very valuable information. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.